What on earth are transferable skills? said the frustrated woman in front of me. Christine had been asked this question at a job interview and had no idea how to answer it. We went through some of the jobs that she'd had to do at home and her hobbies and pastimes, naming the various skills that she needed to complete and enjoy the tasks. Then we went through all the skills that she'd picked up at school, college and workplace. Now she had a list of transferable skills. These were skills that she had learned over a period of time. Nature has given us transferable skills too. Going to go through some of them. For start, there are different parts of the brain. They all have different functions. Memory. Now this can be a double-edged sword. Memories can range from being blissful to nightmares. Memories are tagged in the brain with emotions and triggered by any of our senses. There can be a full range of reactions from barely there to very strong and debilitating reactions. A smell, sight, sound, taste or touch can whiz the brain backwards in time in a nanosecond, far quicker time travel than anything Doctor Who can invent. The downside is that the memory can play tricks and we do not always remember it exactly how it was, although we are positive that we do. Each person's experiences are informed by their unique memory matches and associated emotions, which is why siblings who experience the same life event can hold such different memories about it. Police taking witness statements know that they will get as many different viewpoints as people. Positive memories help us grow and learn. We can use the memories of how we did something, travelled somewhere or made something in the past to help us in the present. Negative memories can be learning experiences too. I remember when I did this and it worked well. I remember when I did this and it didn't work out well. Problem solving. Because of the memory matches, we can solve problems. However, if we're too emotional, it can become difficult because emotional arousal narrows the access to the logical brain. Then we can do something illogical because we can't think properly. This is one of the reasons why a therapy session full of emotion is not always the best way to find solutions to the problems being aired. We have separate brain hemispheres. The emotional brain and the logical brain are in different parts of the brain. They can work well on their own in the appropriate context or in balance. Uh, an example is like reading a book, listening to music or watching a film can involve the emotional brain being in charge with little need for the logical brain to work. Reading instructions, making a presentation or looking at a timetable needs the logical brain to take charge. Any emotional arousal is unhelpful that can lead to mistakes being made. It is amazing how plain English can appear like gobbledygook if the brain is emotionally aroused. For example, if one is running late, looking at a departure board at a station or airport and attempting to make sense of it can be challenging. Mistakes can be made. The same can happen when giving presentations. Imagination and creativity. Now again, this is a double-edged sword. Creativity takes imagination. So do anxiety and depressive disorders, which involve misuse of the imagination. Self-observation. There is something I call an internal CCTV camera to help us with self-awareness, and it is often an underused resource.
communication. We can convey our wants, needs and fears by both verbal and non-verbal communication. For example, a client. My wife doesn't communicate with me in bed, she just turns her back on me. Me. I'd say she was communicating with you quite loudly with her body language. Client, bursting into tears. My wife has been talking to me for years. A mind-body connection. It is of concern that there are still a few doctors and scientists around who do not believe that there is a connection between the mind and body. I can understand that when faced with a set of physical symptoms, it must be easier to match the symptoms to a physical cause. But I suspect that the role the mind can have in some illnesses will always cause debate.